listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents Chog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With Renee Canales, Fogues, and James Baccioni. We have made it on the air. We're back. Despite a little bit of technical difficulty, the Facebook machine was giving us some issues. The, the machine. The Facebook machine. The Thanks a lot, Mr. Zuckerberg. <laughs> but, but we're here. You have myself, John Fogarty, Evan Maza across the room from me, and Big Hello. Mike Rifkin on the sticks. Controlling and running the show, running this ship for us from a technical standpoint. But we're here, Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Lots to talk about today. We're going to get to a little bit of Zion Williamson and his injury from last night, what it means for him and going forward. And so as we all assume, he'll be one and done and into the NBA draft. We also have some comments from LeBron James addressing the – Oh, no, it's, That's o- it's okay. That's me. It's That's okay. me. Oh, okay. That's me, guys. That's me. Addressing okay. the, the current playoff push. The Lakers are going to go on in the second half. And that and are Bryce you? Harper and some more to get into. Are you? Am I? And are you? Indeed, I am. <laughs> indeed, indeed, I am. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Yes, I am. This is my last show of the week. Tomorrow, I am out of here to Atlantic City. No offense, guys. I'll miss you. You're abandoning us? I'm not abandoning you. Maybe I'll call you from the road. <laughs> I'll be on the road during the show. I'll probably be arriving at the hotel. Mm. Or maybe I'll give a call my for my first drink. After my first drink. After my first drink. That'd be <laughs> nice. But... I want to get to a little bit of Zion Williamson first to kick us off, get right into it, because we started a little bit late. Uh, Last night, if you didn't see it, Zion Williamson going to make a crossover move, comes down and pretty much explodes his own shoe. Uh, The the gif that's circulating everywhere. Obviously, we've seen former President Barack Obama is pointing out he broke his shoe. We've seen (laughs) from about 100 different angles already. But, I mean – one, that's pretty incredible. You don't see that all that often. That just speaks to the raw power of Zion Williamson. But obviously the injury's sake. Coming away with it, diagnosed with a mid-knee strain. Could have been a lot worse. You hear anything with those knees, you're thinking ACL, MCL. You don't want to get even worry about that with him, a guy that's that big and strong. He, he came out lucky with this because definitely an awkward fall, an awkward – you don't expect for that to happen. Do you know who her. also got affected by this? Who's that? Nike. Yeah, their stock dropped following uh, during following the shoe incident, according to Darren Ravel. Uh, it's not a material loss to Nike's business, but I wouldn't be completely surprised if Nike stock or or no other, no other news did do a little dip tomorrow morning from this prominent event. Their statement: We are obviously concerned and want to and want to wish Zion a speedy recovery. The quality and performance of our products are of utmost importance. While this is an isolated occurrence, we are working to identify the issue. With an hour to go before this is again Darren Ravel. With an hour to go before the market opens, Nike shares are down 1.73 percent. Two pieces of recent news: obviously Zion's shoe last night, and some Nike Adapt shoes needing updates to function. And not to mention, they just came out with a whole Colin Kaepernick legacy collection line. They did. Yeah, so I imagine they may have taken a little hit for that also. Just because that means people like it, people hate it. Correct. It's controversial. And Carlos does Bo- it sell? Carlos mm. Boozer uh, did. He said get well soon to meant to say get well soon to Zion, but on Twitter he tagged the Zion National Park. Nice. <laughs> Good job, Carlos. Uh, Very nice. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. I mean, I have seen since 
even the injury last night, like big Zion Williamson's Adidas ads. Oh, God. <laughs> where it's just like, here we go. Come on over, Zion. It's, I mean, people are real quick with that with Photoshop on Twitter. <laughs> they <now>. really are. <laughs> almost as quick as you with your puns. Yeah, yeah almost. What was the pun you had? Because with, with pre-show, there was a report that the Dodgers were switching from regular straws to plastic straws. And what was your pun for it? Oh, they dodged a r- bullet there. Well, you said someone had come up with that was the last straw. Oh, yeah, that was the last straw. Can't do that. (laughs) That's a good one, too. But now the serious question to ask how long Zion will be sidelined, isn't it still we don't know? Is it worth it for this guy to play the rest of the year? (laughs) According to Mike Guido, you're the the king of dad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. But uh, it's a serious question now. We saw Ben Simmons a couple right. of years ago, right. and he was just—he wasn't even injured. He just didn't want to play. Right. He, said, I'm he not didn't want to hurt his. Yeah. So Zion now with an injury, why? I don't think he can hurt or raise his draft stock anymore. He's already going to go number one or two. Mm-hmm. What's the point in him in playing out this year? <sighs> because it's Duke. It's Duke. You're going to make you're making money regardless. You know, you're going to make money regardless. Not to tear up your knee. But you're gonna be, you're still gonna be a high, you're still gonna be a player. People are gonna look at you and say and hold you in high regard. You're. This is also again, this is Duke. You know, this is the Yankees. This is the Red Sox. This is the Patriots. This is the Cowboys. This is this is the Celtics. This is the Lakers. This but is he's the not getting paid. That's Allegedly, another story. that's another story. Allegedly, that's another story. This is the Penguins. This is this is this is the Canadians. This is the top dog of college basketball. And if you want to. Be if, if you want to be in the pinnacle of college basketball, you go to Duke and you go win a national championship, whether you're staying a year, two, three years, four years. I get it. He's hurt. It stinks. It stinks. I feel bad for him. We all do. He's a great he's a could very great college player, could very well be a great player, could light it up here at the Garden if the Knicks are lucky enough to get the number one or two pick. But he should not sit out. What does that mm. say to your team? What does that say to your teammates? What about R.J. Barrett, who's also trying to fight? And he could be a number one draft pick. It's a good point. It's a great point. But we're also talking about a guy, one who we've known since he was, what, 13 years old, seeing the videos of Zion Williamson, knowing that this guy was like the next big thing. Like, can you say so you can't go high school to the NBA right now? Right. Yeah. He has to go to one year. Is he really at Duke for the sake of getting through the year for his education and learning? No, he's trying to get to the NBA as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. And for a guy who, as big as he is, relies so much on his athleticism, right? a balky knee, a knee surgery. We already see how we talk differently about Kristaps Porzingis after a knee injury, and mm-hmm. he's in the NBA. You're talking about a guy who's wants number one or number two pick money. If he tears his ACL or this injury is worsened and his athletic ability is in question, this is a guy that's going to drop in the draft. And not make as much money, not get that big time bonus that he wants for being the number one or number two pick. Mm-hmm. Right. So he, you got to think from his standpoint, the only plus in him playing is, hey, I could go to for a national championship this year. So it comes down to how important is that to Zion Williamson? What's more important, a national championship or protecting his body and preserving himself for the NBA? I know we have our first caller of the day on the line. Who do we have here on the line with us today on Chalk Talk? Who it is, folks. <laughs> well, I actually, I didn't because we were actually waiting for another call, so there was <laughs> some question. <laughs> but I do know who it is now. How you doing, Jeff? Uh, uh, it's actually not Jeff. <laughs> it's, 
It's Guido. It's Guido. Is it? It's Mike. Oh, my God. It did, uh, the voice sounds weird it did, and muffled yeah, over it the actually, phone. It actually did. Uh, Mike, Mike, for a second, it did sound like Jeff for a second. Okay. It really did. Mike Guido, I'm yeah, so Mike, sorry I, I would do that to you. I'm under the weather, and yeah. I'm already sick as it is. So, How you feeling, my uh, friend? I might sound a little muffled. I'm okay. I'm not dying right now. Uh, just every morning, it just feels like I want to kill myself. Wow, Mike. Well, you know what? It t- Mike, here's the thing. I told you yesterday. You're going to catch a break. Break's, break, a break is going to fall your way. You'll be, you know. You'll and by that, you I don't mean a bone. <laughs> what? What? What's up, Mike? I, said I sure as hell hope so. But I want to get in on this Zion thing because I've been dying to talk about this all day. I'm pissed that I didn't get to get to the studio today so I could talk about it myself. But um, I'll tell you this, folks. I, I get what you're saying. I do. Because I, he's already proven he's going to be the number one pick anyway. I understand that. I am coming from the point of, and Evan knows this probably more than anybody, I think that there has to be merit in your, I guess, willingness to compete regardless of your fear of injury. You know, I I think that there has to be, look, I'm not going to knock the kid if he sits out. I'm really not going to. You know, because I understand if you get hurt, you don't want to get hurt again. But I would give him a ton of credit if his injury is not serious and he's able to come back to the NCAA tournament, help Duke win an NCAA tournament. I think there has to be merit in that, do you think? Oh, I 100% yeah. agree, especially when you're talking about, like, he wants to be one of those next big names in the NBA in terms of legacy, your basketball legacy. Winning a national championship is still a huge part of that for Duke it's basketball? a very great honor it's an and especially with the team that they have I'm sure he would want to finish this off where how far away are we from March man only a few games away well, yeah it's Next right week. around the Next corner week. it's Fri- right around Friday the corner. Is March 1st yeah it's right around the corner so God, we're three months into 2019 already it's going to be up to him and him thinking man can I muster up one big run for this team before I go to the NBA draft as a competitor and somebody you would think the greats would go out and play, right? Like, if you think of any of the greats in this situation, especially if we forget the guys who didn't go to college, mm-hmm. like a Magic Johnson or a Larry Bird who were in right. college right. and played in the national – do you think they would skip out on that? No. no. Like that – Those, But you also Patrick, think it's a – Patrick di- Ewing at Georgetown? Exactly. I think it's a little bit of a different era, though. Exactly. What yeah. we're saying, we're following up what Ben Simmons did right. not too long ago, a few years ago. And it didn't affect his draft stock. It didn't affect anyone's opinion no. of him. He got a little flack on ESPN. whoop de doo He might yeah. have gotten a little bit of crap from guys like us. Yeah. He didn't complain. He still got picked where he wanted to get picked. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Who cares if he didn't even get passing grades in his class? He didn't care. Ben Simmons literally didn't go to class. Could care less if he was eligible. What about Kyrie Irving? When he spent that one year in Duke, he was coming up for 20 ACL. He could have easily just set out the year and said, forget it. But he didn't. He came back. It's a great point. He, he he came back. He didn't set up. He was still what the number one overall pick mm-hmm. uh, to to the to mm-hmm. Guido's Cleveland Cavaliers, and was a was one of the big but reasons s- why they won the NBA title. But say what you want about Kyrie too now, but he's one of the. Be- when I look at him, I see a competitor in Kyrie. Yeah, Irving. he is. He's absolutely one of those guys that has that competitive gene in him, despite the fact. And that I think I see that in Zion. Like he gets a lot of people are questionable what he'll be at the next level because he's a freak athlete. His size is a little weird. A lot of questions about his weight compared to his height. Wingspan, all that stuff we talked about in the NBA, and we love today seeing the guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo go off and have yeah, the wingspan of a 
eight footer for Christ's sake, it yeah. seems like. But it's gonna be down to like you're gonna see a lot, like you're saying here, Guido, a lot what this guy's values are right now. About what he values most. Because there's guys yeah. that value winning a championship and winning more than anything in the world, depending the matter of the level. There's guys you hear about the stories of like Derek Jeter, Kobe Bryant, they'll they'll try to beat you in a race to the door. Like you know what I mean? Like he, that right. that no, part I, of it I, I, is I, an right. athlete's that's in your DNA. Right. Yeah, and I and I think like I said, I, I think that if you are gonna be a number one pick and, and, and Zion, I I'm sure he's a good kid and I'm sure um I'm sure he's gonna be a phenomenal player in the NBA. I mean I just watched this kid and the guy's so freaking special, it's not even funny. He's a freak. But um I think that the one thing that if you want to be a star, and a lot of stars have proven one thing, and it kind of goes, like, kind of goes a little bit unnoticed, unless you're talking about like goat conversations, is the sacrifice they make. So if Zion were to come back, to, and, and I, I understand that him sitting out won't hurt his draft stock, he'll probably go number one overall just because he's such a freak. But imagine if he comes back, and wins a title with Duke. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, he would uh, – Zion Williamson is probably the most sought-after draft prospect since LeBron James, and he's going to get looked at as such, and especially so if he does that. And think about it like this, too. We might have this case in both drafts this year because Nick Bosa is probably going to go number one overall, uh, overall too. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Nick Bosa, Nick Bosa, most likely, despite missing the entire year, most likely will go number one. Mm. No way, man. Kyler Murray. This, and this is why I knocked it on Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa could have came back, and he didn't. Yeah, he chose and not to. Hurt, Zion has that built-in excuse right now where he could difference. kind of ride this knee injury all the way through. And be like, yeah, I'm just not ready. Yeah, uh, and you can just see the difference in Ohio State. Ohio State was a different football team when Nick Bosa left. Mm-hmm. Well, it's to be said now. I get, like I said, we're gonna see a lot of what this guy's made of and where his values are, values are going into this. Excuse me. Like I said, I'm eating Mama's tortellini soup over here. <laughs> Keeps me uh, get a little burpy. But we're looking at Zion, man. I would like, as the fan and watching already what this team has done this season, you want to see him play. Yeah. Like of yeah, of course we want to see him play. Being in his shoes, you just know that that question has to be presented. It has to be – there's no way that that question hasn't been brought up to him or isn't going to be brought up to him, in my mind. Whether he has representation already, whether he has guys that are in his corner and advising him going towards the draft, you know that there's going to be people saying, hey, man, you've done everything you needed to do. Sit out. Mm-hmm. So it will be interesting to see what he – how he handles that. Is he man enough to say if somebody says it's smarter for you to sit out, no, I'm going to go play. Right. Because we know this is a young guy at the end of the day. This is an 18, 19-year-old kid mm-hmm. who's probably very influential. Yeah. yeah. You know? So there's going to be people in his corner telling him to do different things. It'll be interesting to see what his decision is it was at the end of the day. About Nick Bosa's family, it was Bosa's family who said, forget it. Don't come back. You mm. know, just, just train for the draft. It was Bosa's father and his family. You know, maybe you get the same thing with Zion Williamson. So it's interesting. That's an interesting point about Nick Bosa and Zion. That being said, 
much rather see Zion come, but just come back and finish the job. Just like, I, and the same goes for me with Nick Bosa. I would have rather come back and finish the job, but I, I'd love to see it for Zion too, especially when, especially since it is Duke. Mm -hmm. you know, there's no bigger bas college basketball mecca, no bigger college basketball location in the last two, two decades than Duke. None. You go to Duke to win a national championship. And I think it's still to be said, this is still a damn good Duke team, even without Zion Williamson. This is a team that's very mm -hmm. good, but are they championship? Are they a national championship team without him? No, probably not. I think he needs to be there for this team to win a national championship. I think he's such a force in this lineup. As great as Barrett is and as great as these other guys in the lineup is, young, everybody, they need Zion Williamson there. I you think need that interior yeah. presence. Absolutely. What do you think, Mike? No, I, I agree. I think Zion needs to be there for them to be, I guess, a favorite for a national championship. And, and both you said it, you just said it. I mean, RJ Barrett's a great player. Cam Reddish is a great player. Trey Jones is a great player. But uh, Zion Williamson is the difference maker there. And let me just make this point uh, really quick. Even if Zion Williamson tore his ACL last night, right, the – the lowest ticket price that you could buy for that Duke UNC game was like three thousand bucks, right? Mm -hmm. I, does anybody really think? And I know it's not the case for every player, but if Zion really did get seriously hurt last night, would it really affect where he gets drafted? I think so. If you're the New York Knicks and you haven't been relevant in forty years, you think you're not taking Zion Williamson with the number one pick? Yeah, but the problem is with him, and that's the biggest question, is if there's a serious injury where, say, a torn ACL, torn MCL, where he needs to reconstruct his surgery, he needs to get it repaired, this is a guy that relies so much on his athleticism. So then you're looking at the long term and investing your number one overall pick in a guy who you don't know his long-term health is going to be if his knees are breaking down. We all see it in athletes all the time. What usually goes first? Greg Oden. Yeah. Think right. about Greg Oden. Especially when we're talking about basketball. Yeah. These guys go through so much, put through so much on their knees. If he has a serious knee injury, that is going to be a question where they may look at why am I not going to take R.J. Barrett, who I know is healthy. Right. You know, well, and that's it, true. you don't I know if teams true. pass that, I but I mean, some teams are going to take that into account. Yeah, and then it just comes down to each team's kind of personal decision-making process. The Knicks, I just don't have any faith they make the right decision either way. <laughs> but that's just me. I mean, I the Knicks, and, I mean, the Knicks, Cavs. Um, Bulls, those are the t Phoenix, those are the teams that are going to have to sit back and say, you know what, the talent and the potential outweighs the injury risk. I mean, like Mike said, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say the Knicks haven't been relevant in 40 years. I told that to you, Mike, before. I mean, just a few years ago, they were pretty relevant going to the playoffs with Carmelo and Stoudemire. So that I'll, doesn't I'll, count as relevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll throw him a bone there. I don't, mean, the Cavs, don't, don't. Uh, the Cavs, yeah. the Cavs obviously are going to look for are looking for life past LeBron and Zion would be perfect. I, I've said K Cleveland to, Z to Cleveland and Zion are a perfect match. Um, they they very well could just those teams I think will outweigh the talent over the injury risk and whatever it is you know. So because he's going to sell tickets, he's going to be a face of the franchise and a guy who can you can keep around for the next. Seven, eight, nine, ten years, and if you're Cleveland's case, unless Dan Gilbert starts to, you know, throw shade at him, and then he bolts to Miami or L.A. So, now let me ask you guys this: If Duke, if Zion isn't able to come back, or if he chooses not to, or whatever, and Duke is no longer the favorite.
national championship. Who wins? I don't even know because Tennessee? everyone else keeps losing. Tennessee. Tennessee just lost this week too, didn't they? They lost to uh, Kentucky. Mm. Virginia. Maybe Gonzaga. And I don't trust Gonzaga in the tournament. And the one other team I wouldn't sleep on is Michigan State. I know they just lost Nick Ward to a fractured hand. But they always seem to do well. Another team that's a tournament-ready team, yeah, too. Yeah, th- th- that's the thing. They have experience, and they're good, and Tom Izzo's one of the best coaches of all time. So Michigan State, to me, would be a team I wouldn't be shocked if they got to the Final Four. St. John, Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that was a painful loss yesterday for Pro- know, against Providence. That, that, that couldn't happen. They could, they've been doing it all year. Big win, followed up by a bad loss. They could, They're they an inconsistent basketball team at best. They couldn't lose to Providence last night. Oh, they couldn't. Couldn't. But they did. But they did. Oh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> what about UNC after their performance yesterday? I mean. I'll ask you all three of you. I haven't watched enough of UNC to really give an opinion on them here or there. I like, I mean, I always like to see. Can you go against Roy Williams as their head coach? He's been there all a long time, but mm-hmm. I don't see them this year as that team that's ahead of the pack by any means. Big I Mike? see them more oh. as a middle of the pack seeded team. Big Mike, they could always make a run because Carolina's got the talent always, but they're gonna need Luke May to play like the way he played last night, thirty and fifteen. He's gonna have to be really good for them to make a, a long run in the tournament. Guido. Mike's right. They could. Um, I just, I don't see it. That UNC, there's something about UNC that just doesn't, they're like the Milwaukee Bucks. Like, that something just doesn't scream legit to me. You know, like Luke May, Mike just hit it exactly on the head. They need Luke May to be fantastic. They need Kobe White to be fantastic. They actually may need to get some good play finally out of Nazir Little. Like, they they can't be a, a – their stars cannot play average in this tournament. There's too many good teams. And I'll tell you what, I know that they just took a beating to Kentucky. Tennessee is the real deal. Mm-hmm. That team is good. Schofield and Grant Williams and whoever their – I forget what their point guard's name is, but the guy's as fast as I've ever seen in a basketball player. A Baldwin? That is a Bowen? legitimate basketball team. Yeah, that, Rick Barnes is a really good coach too. He really is. He was great in Texas. That's yeah, right. I'm telling uh, Tennessee. I think if if Duke is not going to be Duke anymore because Zion's not there, I would I would say Tennessee is a, a team that you should look out for. They are legitimate. All righty, Mikey. Any other things you want to touch on real quick before we go to break? Isaiah Thomas actually um, put, said something, commented on. Um, Zion, Isaiah Thomas. He says Young uh, Isaiah Thomas or older Isaiah Thomas? Young Isaiah Thomas. He says, uh, let these kids go straight go straight out of high school. Too much on the line to be messing with college if you got a legit chance to turn pro. He said this is what he wrote on Twitter. If they're not trying to pay these college athletes then the NBA should let them come straight out of high school. If college was paying these athletes then it would be a different story, but since they're not let these kids go get this money if they have the chance to. Uh, I don't like the sitting out part, even the sitting out part of the combine. I'm just saying let the kids don't don't make a decision. Uh, let the kids make a decision what they want to do, and then you go from there. You know we don't want any handouts. Handouts we go take that we go take what's ours. Um, so yeah, essentially he said sit sit down, wait for the NBA. 
Mm-hmm. Young, young Isaiah. He would There's going to be varying opinions on it all the way oh through. Yeah, of course. People are going to butt heads on it. But Mikey, anything oh else yeah. you want to get in real quick before we head to break? Uh, I'll just touch on that Isaiah Thomas thing. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to a rule of if you have like a rule that baseball has, and I know folks, I know you're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can either come out of high school or you can elect to go to college and have to spend three years there. Yeah, I and then you can't get drafted to your junior or senior year. Right, you'd, you'd have to wait till you're an upperclassman. The only thing with that is it makes the issue is if a kid gets drafted late in the draft as a high schooler if he takes that late round pick or if he's going to be willing to go to college and then have to wait and then you never know what happened in three years right but it does get the kids to make a decision hey you can go pro but if you're going to college you're going to college when that which kind of avoids this kind of decision that we're seeing here right fair point but mike thanks for calling in man i really appreciate it sorry to confuse you with jeff I like you. I like you way better than I like Jeff. I'll tell you that much. All right, I like you too, folks. Thanks, man. Well, I hope to see you again right, soon, Mikey. Call in whenever you want, man. Great to hear from you. Feel better, buddy. All right, you got it, guys. That was our own Mike Guido, host of the Haystack here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Good talk there. Got deep into the Zion Williamson there from all angles, and now we'll head to break. And be right back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio. Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Jock Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. And welcome back. We're here once again from the Dungeon Studios in Bohemia, New York, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk. Here, just beginning our three o'clock hour. It's actually two fifty-eight, two minutes before it. But deal with it. We're rounding up. Deal with it. Deal with it. Deal with it, bro. We're going to now get into a little bit of comments LeBron James made last night. Oh, boy. When speaking about what needs to be done regarding this team getting into the playoffs, James made comments saying that the playoff mentality has been activated. Why it hasn't been here all season, I'm not sure, but it's been activated now. (laughs) So we can expect to see LeBron full go in the second half. Playoff mode activated. I I mean – like you said, where was this? Where? What about the beginning of the year? What about, uh, you know, training camp? What I mean, I get it. So it's the second half of the season. You have, you know, a couple months left before the postseason. They're what the tenth seed, I think, the ninth seed. Um, They're tenth in the West right now, three games out of the eighth spot. The, the Clippers are currently eighth in the West. Mm-hmm. Problem is, the Lakers also have the fourth hardest remaining schedule in all of basketball. Starts with Houston tonight. Indeed, it does. Well, Leads right into a matchup where against a team that the Lakers, with Clint Capella coming back, also he'll oh, play he tonight. He's he'll official. start tonight against okay. the Lakers, and this is a team matchup-wise scores a ton of points. The Lakers don't play defense. It's going to be another 140-point game, I would imagine, for Houston. How are they going to stop James Harden? They haven't showed they have anyone that can. If this is what LeBron's saying, LeBron needs to come out and be the one that somehow stops James Harden from doing what he's doing. Show me something. Go accept the challenge. Give me that. Let me see a little bit of that. Especially because, I mean, this team still, say what you may about him, is worse without Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm. And when Lonzo Ball has been out and he's, there's no sign he's even started basketball activities yet, this team needs to find some way. I mean, Rajon Rondo's been good. There's no knock on Rajon Rondo. But it's a better team with Lonzo Ball. Right. 
Well, he's the young. He's the young. He's the young gun. And he's a good perimeter defender. Plays defense. Lonzo plays defense. Mm-hmm. And long enough where maybe he could have bothered Harden. I want to see tonight LeBron kind of accept that challenge a little bit. That would be nice if he's going to talk about playoff intensity. This has to be a game where there's urgency for the Lakers to win it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to steal a couple of these games. I'm looking through their schedule. They got the Rockets tonight at home in the Staples Center. Then the Pelicans and the Grizzlies on the road. Pelicans again. They get the Bucks at home. Uh, they get the Clippers at home a couple of days later. They get Phoenix on the road. Denver at home against uh, Denver and L.A. Boston, L.A. Toronto on the road. Uh, the Nets at home. You know, so they got a couple of these games coming up. These against these real tough opponents. That teams that they might have to steal some wins over. They got them at the Staples Center. They're at home. You're gonna have to nail a couple of these home games against these tough opponents. Yeah, you got you got your games where you can say, okay, yeah, Kings, Suns, Knicks, Pelicans, Clippers. Kings are not a gimme. Kings are not a gimme, but it's certainly winnable. Oh, it's winnable for the. It should be winnable, but, but you might well, have to. Kings are, n- are right ninth in the West. Yeah, they're right there. They're a team that's right in front of them. Mm-hmm. So they gonna have to jump two teams to even get in the playoffs. Right. And then do you want even want to be the eight seed and play Golden State in the first round? Gosh, no. no. Can you imagine that as the storyline from LeBron from playing Golden State in the finals to now he's playing in the first round as an eight seed? I mean, it happens. But you know what? Isn't that what welcome the Lakers— Welcome to the Western Conference. Welcome to the Western Conference, yeah. And isn't that what the Lakers—but you know what? Isn't that what LeBron wants? I mean, you came to the Lakers because you felt like you wanted to beat Golden State in the Western Conference. That would be one of the one biggest. Of the, is that one of the reasons why you wanted? So go get them. That would be one of the biggest publicized playoff first round series if the, of all time. It'd oh, no be doubt. the biggest publicized first round series ever. And if the Lakers beat the Warriors eight one, oh my gosh, that's the NBA championship right there. Seriously, it didn't. It doesn't matter who wins the NBA championship. Everyone we talk about the Warriors about, are the Lakers, out. The Warriors are out. Game. The Warriors are out. It would be like the Wizard of Oz. The Warriors are out. The Warriors are out. The Warriors are out. The witch is dead. The witch is, is dead. dead. The witch is dead. You know, the, the Warriors are out. Yeah, dang, darling, the Warriors are out. <laughs> Seriously, it's 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 it'd be the Wizard of Oz. It'd be oh, big, can it'd you imagine the ramifications of that? It'd be bigger. LeBron beat. Uh, odds are it wouldn't happen, but LeBron beats Golden State in the first round. What happens to Kevin Durant in that situation? Where does he go? What does Clay Thompson decide to do? What does Golden State look like if they lose in the first round to the Lakers? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking for any glaring glimmer of hope at this point. And th- but that's the thing that, like that I'm trying to look for positives in an eight-one matchup with the South, the uh, the Golden State Warriors. If the Lakers pull that off, you're you're essentially NBA champions because no one's going to remember who wins. It could be the Raptors, it could be the Bucks, it could be the Celtics. It could be the Sixers. It could be the Nuggets. Yeah, whoever is in that Who series will remember. But Nobody would care. Yep. It would be about the Lakers beating the Warriors in the first round. That could be a lot of fun. It really could. As a fan for me, because I would – you go in with house money, personally. Nothing to lose. Yeah. Nothing to lose to the Warriors in that sake. I mean, LeBron is a little different, but me as a Lakers fan. <laughs> LeBron's got all the pressure in the world in that situation. Yeah. Uh, but to say, to say, okay, now we're in playoff level, I mean, I – I trust. I find that a little laughable, but I trust LeBron when he says that, though. Yeah. I admit because that LeBron James to me is still the best player on the planet. I know some will say Kevin Durant and LeBron. You know, is LeBron healthy? But in this stretch of time, there's even been murmurs that the Lakers don't even think he's healthy. But this is where LeBron. But maybe. so get him checked out. I, I mean, I, I understand why he's playing, and I understand they, why you know they need him. On they the want court. him to. They, they need, need him, him but you made a four-year investment in the guy. You've got to make sure he's healthy. This is true. Because if he goes down, this whole thing This goes whole down. season's done. Mm-hmm. 
Not only I'm saying down and even in the long term, you're looking at four years that are yeah. completely skewed, a whole plan that's done, if you ever heard LeBron James. But then there's another storyline that's kind of interesting. Have you guys heard of LeBron James' show, The Shop, on yes. HBO? I, I've, I've, I've never watched it. No, yeah. n- neither have I. But do you want to hear the two guests for his March I got 1st this al- episode? I got this alert earlier today. What is it? Who is it? His two guests. This week? Anthony Davis and Antonio Brown. <laughs> The two guys who have requested trades from their organization most recently. The two guys who have been the news most recently. What and is that? Is Antonio Brown playing for the Lakers? I guess so. Hey, why not? <laughs> he, as long as he can dribble basketball, I could I assume he could do okay. I'll tell you, it, I mean, that's – now, these are, these were taped, right? This is not live. These were obviously taped months in advance. I have no idea. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I can't answer. I mean, I, I would presume it's taped. Yeah. I don't so think it's live. It's like when Antonio Brown showed up on Dancing on uh, the, the Masked Singer and everyone was freaking out. I'm like, well, this was done during the summer and the spring, whatever it was taped. You know, this was during the, the episode was filmed during All-Star Weekend in Charlotte. Oh, okay, so that, that, that makes okay. a little bit of sense. All right. So, so now you're getting in the heat of this. Heat of this. It's amazing that the NBA let this happen. Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis went on a show with LeBron James and talked about. Well, we we're assuming it's going to be about trade requests. The NBA wants. What Anthony else would Antonio Brown and Anthony Davis talk about? The NBA wants Anthony Davis and LeBron for the Lakers. They want that deal. They want him there. It makes all the sense in the world from they, a money standpoint. They want him there. But, but yeah, it, that's it just. Do you think there's any tampering that comes out of this? There has to be. This is it, depending on what they say. This is like prime time tampering. But uh, LeBron, but LeBron can then come back and say like, "Hey, man, I was just." I'm not a part. I'm not an owner, GM. I'm a yeah. player. Players yeah. talking to players. Yeah, it's just players aren't players. I'm just doing my TV show that I agree with. H- what was it? Showtime? That I agree with HBO. Showtime. Oh, it's HBO. I, I think agree it's with HBO. HBO. Yeah. You know, so it's like you know, you, this is not tampering. I'm just talking to my best friend. We're having we're having a conversation. You know, but still, it's like I I hear you. I hear you. That one, Fogarty. It's like you know, yeah, you are kind of recruiting the GM. And, and think about the d- to not go off topic, but think about the criticism Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant faced when they got. Show talking to one another at yeah. the All Star game yeah. as well. Oh, and this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be uh, that it, might be. It'll, air, it'll air on March first. So Friday. Yes. Yeah. Next Friday. Next Friday. That's Friday. well a week from tomorrow. Yeah. A week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. See, I'm, I'm the a very remainder of the panel includes Jamie Fox, Meek Mill, Gerard Carmichael, and Two Chains. Meek Mill. The only reason I know Two Chains songs is because he says his name. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason. It's like, it's like Three Six Mafia. You know what's yeah. their song? Because they say, yeah, Three Six Mafia. Yeah. yeah. Three Six Mafia. Fun fact, that's Mark Henry's theme song. Three Six Mafia. <laughs> Three Six Mafia sings Mark Henry's theme song. Yeah, they do. Nice. You didn't know that, Fogarty? No, I really didn't know that. Are you serious? Not a big Mark Henry fan. Oh, the but you never knew that Mark Henry's, Mark Henry's theme song was sung by Three Six Mafia. Nah. Really? Not a big Three Six Mafia fan either. I'm not big. I'm more of an old school rap if I'm going to yeah. listen they to that They performed that song on an episode of SmackDown one time. It was awesome. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. Look it up. Uh, back when wrestling was cool. Back when the Ruthless Aggression era was fun. Ruthless <laughs> Aggression. But um, uh, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like, as in, which is more interesting? The fact that you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis in the same room talking about the fact that Anthony Davis requested a trade to LeBron James's team or the fact that Antonio Brown's going to have a microphone in his hand. 
again. We just need. I just. I've said this to my brother Another a couple times. Another panel for Antonio Brown to run his mouth. I hope if he's sitting on a couch, <laughs> watch out. It's in a barber shop, but I'm just saying. He might not be sitting in the barber's chair. <laughs> LeBron puts like a couch. LeBron there puts a <laughs> special Antonio Brown customized couch, couch. there. <laughs> come on, LeBron, come through for right. me. No, Mention like, the couch. No, LeBron. LeBron puts a couch there and he says, "Hey, Antonio Brown, that's your seat." And Antonio Brown could just look at him like, "Is this a, is this a rib?" And LeBron's like, "No, no, I just want to make mm. you feel comfortable." If there is a couch there, he should like make sure it's like tied down with weights. Like, just be like, "We just need to make sure that you don't like you know throw oh. this out the window of the set." <laughs> we kind of need this. That is hysterical. <laughs> that'd be that'd be pretty hysterical. But so Anto- Antonio Brown threw a couch out of a balcony and almost killed a child. I will report this every day until it gets to the national media, every and I'm pissed that it hasn't. You know what's also funny? I've told my brother a couple of times that the way Antonio Brown talks, he just needs it. He's he's kind of like that wrestler, like Punk, Dean Ambrose, you know, that just needs a microphone, a hot mic, a hot mic, and just go. Like I, I feel like and just talk and just have and, you, and I pay to see it. Have I you really watched any of the Alliance f- League? Yeah, either of you? Uh, yeah, not really. Okay. Very little, but some so, highlights. So there is a mic usually on the quarterback. Uh huh. And Christian Hackenberg, when he gets sacked or he makes a mistake, he will curse into that hot mic, and j- the entire audience can hear him cursing into the mic. I mean, it's an interesting new. It's an interesting new uh, project to do, but that's pretty funny, actually. actually that's, what Antonio, that's what Antonio Brown should get next year, when, whoever he goes to next year. Just put, like, a hot <laughs> mic on him, and just he's just <laughs> he just starts talking. Yeah, yeah, put, give him a hot mic. But if he plays for a team that will play Pittsburgh next year, oh, you know give it to him. See, but that's the thing. Pittsburgh will not trade into a team that's playing them. No way, Jose. No way. That they will ever trade him. Oh, to I know. Guy. No way. They're trading him. They're trading him to a team in the NFC. As far away as they can. As far as they can. He ain't going to see him unless I mean, if, uh, maybe a year or so from now. There's no way that he, they have to face him in 2019. Oh, I know. I, I was just throwing it But out I just there. need to see Antonio Brown get a microphone and just pull a CM Punk, sit down, and just go. Just, just go. Just talk. And just let and all of your grievances out. Into a hole. <laughs> what? And dig his own grave. <laughs> Because he's hey, you a psychopath. What? You know what? He may be a psychopath, but he was 1,000% right about Ben Roethlisberger to the point where Kevin Colbert literally pretty much admitted it yesterday that yeah, Ben can say that whoever that is. That's the only thing with him. I'm like, all right, point Antonio Brown. Everything else, he's a clown. He's oh, yeah. Including his stupid dyed mustache. I wonder if he got that done at the barbershop. That he's going to do this with LeBron. Maybe it is. Like, the eyes, like, as they're talking, you see him getting He's just getting this dyed blonde, including the tips of his hair. <laughs> what an idiot. <laughs> We're going to go to break. We'll be right back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network with a little bit more to talk about with you, the listener. But we'll be right back here after this on Chalk Talk. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Once again, you heard Robo Man. You are listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Robo Man. Got me for about 13 minutes and change. I got to hit the road and uh, teach young baseballers how to hit. Mm. 
you know, the high school season's right around the corner. College baseball started up this week. Did you see online that the Long Island Ducks are doing open tryouts? I always do. No yeah. way. I was, you oh, you I are always, always welcome to the tryout for the Long Island Ducks. And mm. some guys, some good like guys out of college, yeah. will do that and make the team. Some guys, they'll sign straight out. One of the guys I played with last year in high school, my buddy Jesse Russo. Got he's, in? He signed with a team in Texas. Was it Atlanta Skeeters? He played – no, I forget oh. what it was. It actually might have been Idaho, but it was somewhere down south. And then now he's playing in Canada. He's playing in the Independent League in Canada, which is apparently like the best of the best. Really? Yeah, and now he's hoping to kind of catch on with the team. That's the goal for the guys out of college that don't get drafted, that they want to keep playing. And how it kind of works is you, with those tryouts, if you're not like a pro guy, an ex-pro, mm -hmm. or like a really good college player – you you could make the team yeah. if you're good enough. You'll make it, but the second there's like a, you know, think about guys who like a K Rod or Dontrell Willis. I watched them pitch yeah, the Ducks. Yeah, exactly. Years Once ago. those guys come around and say, "Hey, we need a roster spot," you're the guy that's kicked off the team. Like it's like, gotcha. hey, just so you know, like, yeah, you made it, but if there's a guy that needs this roster spot, it's their roster spot. Yeah, like that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But they they always do that. All oh, the independent anyone can try out for an independent baseball team. It yeah. reminds me of the movie Invincible with Mark Wahlberg, <laughs> the Vince Papali story. Right, stupid. it's a great movie. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid because it's. I know why it's stupid. It's stupid because he beats the Cowboys in the last. Uh, no, 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 they, no, no, they, no, they no, lose no, to the Cowboys. He beat right, the he Giants. They lose to the Cowboys. That's right. Tom Lane. Stupid because I got to look at this stupid Eagles helmet all freaking movie. It's a great movie the though. Whole time it's movie, a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's a good story too. It really is. Even though doesn't didn't he never actually like make it to the NFL? No, Vince Papali? No, he no, played, he did. He played like the three, the four seasons with the Philadelphia Eagles. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Didn't they fabricate the story a little bit? Wasn't I, it fabricated? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look back. Yeah. yeah I'm a movie I, junkie I, like that. I, I watched I Bohemian Rhapsody and then I had to go look back at all the uh, the wrong parts of it. In the storyline. Oh, because the Oscars are this week. Yeah, very important. Sunday, yeah. It was one of my birthday gifts my parents got for me on DJ. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. I don't mind. I got my own mic too. Yeah, this one. Yeah, I got my own mic. What kind? Blue Yeti. Yeah, it's a Yeti. Yeah, Blue, Blue Yeti. Yeti. Cool. Six seven yeah. eight nine. Start building my own little home podcast studio. Vince Papali spent four years with the Philadelphia Eagles. Good Actually, his final year was the year before they went to the Super Bowl in 1980 and lost to the uh, Raiders. Oh shucks. The Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> But I actually want to get a little bit into, in my final segment here on, on the air, comments about James Harden's sensitivity. God. James Harden is apparently especially sensitive about how people don't like how he plays the game. You are the best player maybe in the NBA. So here was the quote on Wednesday's Hoop Collective podcast on ESPN. Brian Winhurst said. Windy. And then he and then I can just say, off the record again, nobody's saying this guy stinks. They all recognize he's awesome. But there is a real irritation with at least a segment. I can't say everybody, but at least a segment of players in the NBA who are irritated that they think he gets away with traveling and they think that he gets away with foul baiting. And they don't like that he plays such isolation. Harden, that is. He's a little bit sensitive about this. He's a little bit sensitive in an interview with Rachel Nichols in a sit-down, and then I can just tell you, I went to his interview session, and he was sensitive about it at his interview session at All-Star Weekend, too. Anybody who's asked him about it, he has been standoffish in answering questions. So, I mean, it's to be said, but he's averaging 36.5 points a night. 
Why does he give a... Excuse my language. Why does he give a fuck? Why? You, you have having another MVP-type season. Who do you care? Why do you care what anybody says about you? And, and you Look have at what Russell Westbrook... He, he doesn't care. You have an amazing... Well, yeah, and Russell Westbrook has his, has his critics just turn on the herd with Colin Cowherd, and he's ripping him every five seconds. Yeah. Uh, James Hart... Listen. We talked like about that. We got into this a little bit last couple weeks ago like with, with the LeBron Kevin Durant, Durant, comments. LeBron. The sensitivity of these players and how, s- as we said during break when we brought this up, even how Steph, soft they are. Even Steph from time to time. Uh, James Harden has got this amazing thirty-point streak going. You got this amazing thirty-point streak going. You're the reigning defending MVP. You're the face of the Houston Rockets. You're one of the top five, top three ball players in the in the NBA. Who cares? Like really, what what's it, what in the world are you worried about? You know, it, he's a little sensitive about it. What in the world do you care? How in the world does this let you? And again, it makes me think to myself, what's more important to you? What's more important to you, your play, or how a couple of players think about you? This is also stemmed from comments Steph Curry made during a game where Curry tried the same double step back move that Harden uses and was called for a travel. Mm-hmm. After the call, Curry flashed a 1-3 on his chest and said, what is it, because I'm not 13? Steph Curry, that's what I mean when I said Steph Curry. Steph Curry has built himself a ginormous ego, and despite the fact he's one of the better players in the NBA, maybe the, the best point guard in the NBA, and he has, and he has, you know, he does that? Oh, Her- yeah, 1-3, because I'm not James Harden. No, no, Steph Curry, you're not James Harden. You're Steph Curry, who's also one of the best players in the NBA. Steph and Curry on throwing up a 13 to the referee after he got called for a travel on doing the James Harden step back. I've seen that done once or twice. Tried it myself. Obviously, they must have gotten confused. They knew it was someone else, so they called it. Who cares? What do you mean? So Wait a minute. Steph Curry has the audacity to say that the referees are against him? Dude, <laughs> no. you've won three NBA titles. No, I, I think his point is – how inconsistent with everything the officials are. Yes, welcome to sports. That's what referees do. Umpires uh, are inconsistent. But, but his referees are inconsistent. His point is, if Harden can get away with the step back, I should be able to get away with the step back. This guy should get away with the step back. I, they just want everyone to be... Unfair? Th- yeah, treated. Can I just say I would rather that be called a travel? Yes, that's fine. 100% a travel. It's Fair. not, it's so not is a one jump guy stop. It's not. It's not a gather. It's not a Euro step. Mm-hmm. He literally is taking four steps. Steph's talking about fa- Steph's talking about fair. Dude, you've gotten DeMarcus Cousins and Kevin Durant, your team, within the, spa- and within the past couple of days. Don't talk to me about fair. I mean, really. Don't talk about fair. And James Harden, at the same time, what are you being sensitive for? Who cares? Do what you, do keep doing what you're doing. You know? But that's the thing, and we talked about in a season where he's been forced upon kind of to play that isolation role without Chris Paul in there for a lot of the season. His teams needed him to score these points to keep them in and winning basketball games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But why isn't Chris he taking hurt? Yeah. So I don't know why he's sensitive about this. But we have our second call of the day on the line. Who do we have here with us today? Spoken here terrible. <laughs> I knew we'd get him in there sometimes. Now we have now Jeff we from have Tampa. Him. Jeff, how are we doing? Listen, I, I agree with Evan. I think that people are whining and complaining, and it stinks, right? Mm-hmm. But it ca- everybody can't be wrong. You have the Lakers players guarding James Harden with their hands behind their back and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like, like there's cl- 
started with the referees for whatever reason. It's a great point. I don't know where it's come from that he's been able to do these moves and do the, the foul baiting like we talk about where he's able to get to the line so easily. He's taken like 150 more free throws than the next guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's I hard. agree with Evan. Like, like guys like Steph Curry shouldn't be complaining because they get, they get calls too. Like, I get it. But it's out of control with James Harden. I agree. And like it says in the, in the quote we just read, it's not like players are saying he sucks. Yeah. Like they recognize, dude, you're a good player. You're a good player. Awesome. Play within the, the rules. You know what I mean? Where he's and it's not a good look either. No, it's not. Especially since the league has had the whole Tim Tim Donaghy thing come back up again. Yeah, now that's back yeah. in the media. We're seeing that come up. What's back? Tim Donaghy. Tim Hot. Oh. All the stories with him, and now there's always they're, they're kind of just bringing it back to light with everything. It, it isn't a good controversy to be coinciding with Tim Donaghy being back in the news. Do, but do we think that there's something like that going on? Why would there be something that – and how does that the even happen? The players certainly Harden? do. Yeah, the players obviously have an issue with this, but where does that stem from? How does that happen? Where this one guy has that much control over a game and can play that much – play to the rules, I guess. He, to him, it's playing within the rules. He's getting the calls. But where does that fall on the referees? You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. Some guy's got to step up and start calling this. You're telling me across the league, every referee doesn't think this is a travel? Because uh, he I, hasn't been called for it. Yeah. And it's not like it's the same reps every night in Houston. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the point comes up. Like you said, why are you going to complain? Yes. And I understand what you're saying as well. Like, where it should be fair. Yeah. The players want fairness. They want an equal playing ground. You know, where, where a guy can have that advantage compared to another player. And especially when we're talking about already the top scorer in the league. Right. Like, if there's guys throwing around, is this guy the best scorer in the league? Well, if he's allowed I mean, to do this, yeah, but if he's not, I don't think he is. Yeah, he's one of the, the referee should just start cracking down. It, I, as soon as a player complains about a call, they get a technical. And they'll take the crying out of the game. And it seemed like they'd been doing that more in past years. I feel mm-hmm. like technical fouls have been getting called less this year. Hell past no. Year. But it's not – like, they, they were on such an onus on doing it Every opportunity they got in the past years, where it was just like technical, anything technical, you even you sneeze at a ref, technical. How, how many times a night, and and it's probably a dozen, but how many times a night does LeBron feel like he gets fouled and run straight at a ref with his arms in the air? Yeah, hmm. that's a great point. Yeah, but those should be technical fouls. You'll take the crying out of the game. I agree, and that's the thing. It has to be called against the best players in the game. It can't be just one guy. It's a, the, like the minor guys, the middle-of-the-line guys, the lower-end guys getting called for technical fouls when they voice their grievances. It has to be from top to bottom. Right. The only guy they call technical fouls on Draymond for Green. complaining is Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. But he that's also complains one. about Why? everything. And LeBron doesn't? Not as much as the Dude, Lakers. How many times have you seen I know you're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent right, but I haven't seen that intensity out of him as a Laker yet. He just said he's turning on the playoff mentality. I guess now you'll see it now because he's turning the playoff mentality. Love right, but you've now. seen it every season a dozen times a game when he was with the Cavs and the Heat. Yep. Why? Why did he never get a technical foul? Because he's LeBron James. What, what, what was it? He went like a hundred games or something without getting called for a personal foul when he was with the Heat. Are you serious? Too? Yeah, one of the years he went, or for two, 
a year or so, he went a long time without getting called for a personal foul. Mm. You wonder if that stems from anywhere coming down from the front office. I have no if idea. There's, hey, we need these guys being on the court, blah, 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 none of this, but... It's, it's ridiculous. It's gotten out of hand with James Harden, that's for sure. It's absolutely a problem, especially when, like you said, as big or not a storyline it is with the Donahue thing, it happens. So there is that reputation there that this can happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it's an interesting question to bring up. Jeff, we got to go to break I, I, real quick. Is there anything else you want to get in real quick before? I, all right, I, I just want one quick question for all three of you. Yeah. Sure. Go. What's more unreliable, Zion shoes? Or Renee's car. Renee's, oh. Ooh, Renee's car. Well, Renee got a new car. It's it's oh, electric. It's yeah, electric. Yeah. Boogie woogie woogie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got a Prius? No, it's it's half electric, half gas. I think it's a Nissan. Right. It's a Honda. Honda? Yeah, yeah it's a Honda. I, I don't know what kind it is, but it's pretty. That nice, would have been a good question for his last car. Yeah. If you would have asked that last week, you would have been on the money. <laughs> you really would have been on the money. But maybe uh, maybe Renee can get a job driving Jim Beheim to work from now on. Oh, oh there it is. You know, we were not. Jeff, we were not going to talk about he that. He got it in we there, though. He got the storyline. Oh. I didn't want to talk about that. He's, oh, poor Jimmy. Oh. Jeff, we're going to oh. head to break, man. Thanks was for calling. Was that terrible? Me. Was that too far? No, I didn't no. think that was too far. No. Some may say too soon, but not too far. Too soon, far. yeah. <laughs> well, Big Mike is kind of my barometer. He's got to be like my... Uh, my conscience and everything. <laughs> you're Jiminy Cricket? He's the sense of the, He's the James Harden one of the room. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Right. You, know what, you know what? I'll take, joke, cross the line with him. I, I'll take that as a compliment because I think me and James Harden have fabulous beards when I grow mine out. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> you guys should be on the next LeBron James The Shop. You could talk beards. Yeah, we should. We there should. You go. Beards and puns. You know what you guys should talk about? It's how unlucky Oklahoma City is. Can you imagine a Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and James Harden on it? Yeah, it's something true. Westbrook gave light to this week. It's like he said, hey, we got to the NBA Finals in our third year. Could you imagine what could have been? It's yeah. like a team that had Antonio Brown, Ben Roethlisberger, and Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> oh, wait, that's right, they were. <laughs> oh, that's right, they were. How'd that go? I love it, Evan. I love it. Or, 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 right, or Tony Romo, Jason Witten, and Des Bryant you on the too, same team. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> no need, no need. <laughs> Jeff, take care, man. Enjoy uh, sunny Tampa, Florida. Yes, it's always good. Big Mike, have a good one, pal. Fogarty, you still suck. <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Or a team, or a met, or a team with Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado, Paul Duca, Jose Reyes, David Wright in their primes, <sighs> Tom Glavin, Duque Hernandez, Billy Wagner. Oh my God, go to break. <laughs> <laughs> Jose Valentin. Go, go, Pedro go. Martinez. I said go now. And we're back. Welcome back to Chalk Talk Live on Worldwide Sports Radio Network on Twitter, Periscope, Facebook, Facebook Live, trying to think, uh, uh, Stitcher Radio, iTunes Radio. Uh, number to dial if you want to call in. We have, it's 336, so we have about 20 minutes, 20 minutes left. <coughs> Excuse me, 20 minutes left before we hand it over to Third and Long and Maddie Caps. I'm sure they have a lot to talk about on their show, on their docket. Uh, number to call is 631-676-2968. I still got to look at the chalkboard, despite the fact I've heard that phone number a gazillion million times since I started Same. working here for Guido, from Mike Guido, from Fogarty, from everyone else. It's now, for 20 minutes, it's the producer's 20 minutes, my friend. It's the producer's 20 minutes. 
I wanted to get into a little bit of NFL to kind of rapid fire NFL talk. You know, kind of just mm-hmm. split through some things. Sure. <laughs> there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. There's a Le'Veon Bell thing that came out today in the New York Daily News. And with and I kind of want to save it for last for to close out the show because I feel like it's really something that it's interesting, but it's also something we kind of need to chillax a bit, relax about. Right. And I also think it's not a good idea for this report to come out because it hurts the Jets and it hurts Le'Veon's camp because the Jets really need Le'Veon Bell. They really do. So you do know they? what? Yes, very. Okay. Le'Veon Bell is one of the I top receivers in all of football. Oh, I, I know I he mean, is. running backs in all of football and one of the more complete players in all of football. But I want to save that for the last part of this segment. And I want to kind of rapid-fire NFL stuff. Um, Case Keenum. Case Keenum today was apparently uh, surprised about the rate about the Denver Broncos trade for Joe Flacco, and he was quote unquote shocked as I pull up the article here. And I understand Case Keenum's uh, thing. I, I understand what his mm-hmm. thought process is. He's he was signed last year as the quarterback of the Denver Broncos. He was, you know, I'm sure he was promised some things. I'm sure the Broncos told him that he was going to be the quarterback here. This is what this is his. Um, Actually, this is his wife, Kimberly. This is his wife, Kimberly, who appeared on the Sports Spectrum podcast. This is what she said. John Elway called me that morning, and we had a great conversation, uh, which he didn't have to do, and I appreciated that, Keenum said. Uh, appearing on the Spectrum. Okay, yeah, it is Case Keenum. It is Case Keenum and his wife. He's, okay. He spoke. He was with his wife. Uh, Elway called me that morning. So this is via NFL.com. Elway called me that morning. We had a great conversation, which he didn't have to do, and I appreciated that, Keenum said. I was definitely shocked. It was a surprise for us, and I think probably for the first day or so, that's kind of what it was. But for us, we're definitely disappointed. It's not something we wanted to happen. I know that everyone, everybody is doing their job, and John feels that that was a chance for him to help the Broncos out. Uh, for us, it's another chapter in our lives, and we're going to roll with it, Keenum said. We're going to approach like this. What pro- we're going to approach this like I do everything in my entire life. And that's not by accident this has happened. It's just another chapter, another opportunity to overcome some adversity in my life. He signed a two-year, $36 million contract last year with Denver after his Minnesota year. And I set to count $21 million against the Broncos cap. Cutting the, according to NFL.com, cutting the 31-year-old would save Denver $11 million or $10 million in dead money. According to Rappaport, the Broncos plan to shop Case Keenum in a trade. <laughs> you, get, uh, you, uh, you understand what, he, what he's yes. going through. He was brought in last year. Uh, he was to really to help the Broncos win the division, get to the playoffs, and be that kind of stopgap, help to help them get to the postseason before they really got their franchise guy. And they were in the race for most of the year. That's 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 but, why. But, but he, here's my issue with John Elway. Sure. You trade Demarius Thomas, right? Number two receiver on the team, right? Then Emmanuel Sanders gets hurt. Mm-hmm. How is that on Case Keenum? I, I, because to me, that's a referendum on Case Keenum because saying, oh, we have the talent. Our issue was just you. But he was – when was Demarius – when did Demarius Thomas get traded? He got traded right at the deadline. But at the deadline. And I think Denver, for the most part, was in the, – they were in that wild card race till they the were, end. They were in the race for a bit. Uh, they suffered a bad loss at one point um, as my – as the computer is uh, not working for me on the internet here. Yeah. But, yeah, they were in the postseason race, and there was actually a point where I looked at their schedule and I said, man, they, they could really get into the postseason here. They really could. Yeah. Which is why, though— The Christmas Eve game against the Raiders killed them. Yes, that game. Well, that was—yeah, that, that game kind of hurt them. You when know. Did, I'm looking at when did Demarius Thomas got traded. But 
that was a, I looked at Denver and I was like, you know, they have a shot here. They have a shot to make the postseason, but then things kind of fell apart. Fell apart. They lost a game. I don't remember which. I look. I look at their schedule. Was it San Francisco? It might have been San Francisco, my friend. It or was it Cleveland? Because they also lost to Cleveland at home. Yeah, Demarius Thomas was traded on October thirtieth. That was the deadline. The Broncos suffered a bad loss. Let me just pull up their schedule. Because you're right, they were they were 100% in the wild card race. I mean, everybody was in the wild card race in, in last year in the AFC. I mean, the AFC is such a weak conference. It's such a weak conference, and it's such a a conference that it's pretty much New England, Pittsburgh, um, uh, Houston, or bust. And then the, and it's pretty much everybody else, Kansas City, and everybody are bust. And then you have your wild card teams like Baltimore and Pittsburgh and whatever. So yeah, Denver was in it a lot. Denver was in it this past year, but they kind of fell apart after a loss too. As I pull up their schedule here, I know we have a phone call on the line. Uh, just trying to look up their schedule here. They lost to really that loss to the who's the bet? It was the Niners. You were correct. Yeah, the Niners. You were, you were correct. Mm -hmm. We have a call on the line. You are on the line. Chalk talk. Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Garrigan. Anthony, how you doing, my friend? Pretty good. I, I'm. I know you said um, something about like it's producer time, and right? you're a producer, and Big Mike's a producer. Every so I was like, I gotta hop in. Dude, I gotta talk. this is the this I is my job. for the following yeah. for the following 15 minutes. This is the 14 minutes. This is the producer 15 minute right here. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We got Big Mike. We got now. We just need Speedy Petey to come in. He can join in. Let this all to be the producer day right here. <laughs> on talk talk. I love it. So let's just let's just not talk sports. Let's talk about cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, I know you're gonna make the NFL talk right now, but man, can March 13th get here soon enough for the new, pretty much new season to kick off and mm -hmm. trades yep. can happen and well, agents can sign and the whole nine yards. Right, dude. I, let me tell you something. I'm already in draft mode. Me and my buddies are watching film on prospects, doing our own mocks. Yeah. Yeah, for our teams, we're all in. And since since we are talking about free agency, I'll get it. Well, let's get into the Le'Veon thing. Manish made of the New York Daily News reported that word, he said word on the street was today that Le Le'Veon Bell had gained up to 260 pounds. His playing weight was around two, 220, I believe. And the his fit his one of Le'Veon Bell's um, uh, uh, I, it's not my trainers. Train, thank you, trainers. Came out and said that that's a load of you know what. He's Garbage. fine. He's physically fine and everything. And I knew you know what I knew that would be the case. Because this is such a bad look for the Jets to have someone so close to the Jets, to, uh, so close to their beat and close connected to them, come out with this story. Especially about a guy who, come March 13th, Anthony, you know you got you're going to go after him. Le'Veon Bell is a top priority for the Jets this offseason. He is, and for this report to not only not only for him to for this story to come out and say, hey, the Jets are kind of thinking about saying, hey, maybe stay away because he's he's overweight a bit. That's not a good look for the Jets. That's no, really it's not, not a good look at all. I mean, look what happened to Eddie Lacy. Eddie Lacy came back and he was pretty much cheeseburger Eddie, and his career went down went down the drain super fast. But do you want like if reports are coming out that he's two hundred and sixty now? Let's listen. I'm in no way, shape, or form able to talk about anybody's weight, but I'm also not a professional football player. So if my playing weight was two hundred and twenty, and now I'm two hundred and sixty, that's forty extra pounds on the body. That hasn't touched the football field in a year. Right. But I don't care if it's BS or not. I know it's not BS. He hasn't touched the fo a football and having 
I think that's, but again, that's a, I don't think Le'Veon's 260. I think that's might have just been some, I think that's just something floating around. I think hope, hopefully this doesn't affect the Jets, this just the Jets mindset and doesn't affect Le'Veon. Maybe Le'Veon's upset that this came out and maybe that's how the Jets feel about him. Uh, I, I hope this doesn't affect Le'Veon's stats. I think Le'Veon keeps himself in good condition, but you make a good point, Anthony, about his playing style, his, and the fact that he hasn't played in a year, how rusty is he? Th- but that's less of, to me. That's less about weight, more about conditioning, and more more about playing on the field, getting back. There's the difference between, and you know, you would know Anthony watching wrestling. We we all three of us we watch wrestling. There's a difference between being in shape and being in game shape. Right. For a wrestler too, it's being in in shape and being in wrestling shape. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, without a doubt, because like you could be in shape and be jacked at your mind, like yeah. let's go keep wrestling. Uh, EC3, or you could just be in pretty good shape and condition. Let's go, Kevin Owens. Yeah, you know. But at the same same exact point, though, this man hasn't touched the field in a in a year. Yeah. So he's obviously not game ready. Now, if the rumor is he gained forty pounds, if it's BS or not, he's maybe the rumors around because he gained a little bit of weight. I'm you know? sure. So I'm now sure. you gained slight weight. And you haven't been game conditioned in a year. Listen, it's not my money, but as just a fan of the sport and a fan of fantasy football, I don't know if I'm drafting him with my. Oh, I'm not drafting him in fantasy. Nor less throw millions upon millions of dollars at him. Who's your? Do you have a football team, Anthony? Who is? Who is it? Yeah, your personal football. The New York Giants. Oh, you're a Giants fan. Okay. I didn't know if you were a Jets fan or a Giants fan because I would have thrown out the question of, if not the Jets, who else you think? Because I've got a couple of teams I, I think There's we should be in. There's plenty of teams that want Le'Veon Bell because he's the, the talent far away so much. Here's the team where I think Le'Veon Bell is going to because they have more money than the Jets and no one's even talking about them. The Colts. Yeah. Mm. The I, I brought up the Colts so early. Yeah. The Colts have so much money to spend, and seeing what Andrew Luck did last year, coming back after all those injuries, he's not going to be younger. Let's go ahead and give him a running back. That's the Colts' mindset. And a that, running back that is able to not have Andrew Luck throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. There you go. That's it's, a great point. But it's not just the fact that he's a running back. It's also, I mean, yeah, he does have to throw the ball down the field for him. This guy yeah, he doesn't have, have to throw the ball 30 yards every game, every time the team went under. This he guy had do a little check down to, to Le'Veon. Le'Veon had, yeah, Le'Veon had 70 or more catches, 83, 75, and 85 in 2014, 16, and his final year in 2017. This guy can flat out go out and get and catch the football as a wide receiver, and that was the whole thing with him in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. He wanted player money. He wanted playmaker money. And the bit, Steelers like, no, we're paying you running back money. He's like, no. Because he's not running. He's a dual threat. Yes. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, if you're, if you're the Jets, right, and you have the young quarterback and you're trying to get that young core, are you, do you seriously want to throw all your money on Le'Veon because you don't know what you have? When you can go ahead and spread that money to make your defense even better than it already, already is or give yourself some better wide receivers than you already have because you have nobody at wide receiver. But if yeah. you're the Colts, do you throw all that money at, the, at Le'Veon Bell? to just give Andrew Luck another weapon to keep him kind of safer in the pocket. Yeah, you if oh that, for the Colts, for the Colts, Le'Veon's a must cuz it's you keep Andrew Luck in the pocket, you give him that security blanket. And boy, him and Marlon Mack would make a heck of a one-two punch. Yeah. That'd be such a nice And then duo you just got to get someone Colts. opposite TY Hilton. 
Right. Yeah, because that defense, it's young and it's getting good. That, that's that's that was the most surprising about the Colts for me this past year. It wasn't the fact that their that their offense was fine and they were balanced. It was that defense. The defense was yeah. always their their Achilles their heel. Achilles heel yeah. in recent in the last several years, and and I mean you you think about the Colts too. They made that first step into getting into the playoffs, and I believe they they didn't win the AFC South. No, no. They, no, but they beat the Texans twice, including the second time of the postseason. Yeah, they, they didn't win the NFC South, but they made that step into kind of being a contender to win the South and get in the playoffs. You sign Le'Veon Bell, that's committing to your fans and to your team that we're committed to not take the next step, but take the next five steps. Yeah, of course, absolutely, one hundred percent. And that, but that's why I'm not I'm not concerned about the weight stuff. I think he's fine weight wise. I think the legitimate concern, if we do have one, because I do think the talent falls falls farther. The talent outweighs what you what your the concern is. But to me, it's whether he is in game shape, and I think he will get in game shape. He's gonna get hit. You just he's gonna get hit. He's gonna get hit in practice. He's gonna get hit in the preseason. I give him a lot of snaps in the preseason. Mm-hmm. I give him a lot of snaps just to get it out of the way. And yes, do you risk your chance of getting hurt the preseason? Sure, that stinks. But that, that's always the risk with anybody. It's a risk with Tom Brady and Rodgers and all those guys of getting I mean, hurt. Look at preseason. last year when he sat out and he didn't come back until, like, what, week six? When he was suspended, I believe, last two years ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. How slow did he come back and start? No, he did. He did, but then he got going. He got going and yeah, still but, had another solid year. But now you're taking a year off. Mm-hmm. You know, how slow is that going to be? Listen, it's not, again, it's not my money. It's not even my team. So if the Jets want to do it, more power to the Jets. Um, I'm just, as, if you're a fan of the Jets, I don't know if you want to spend that much millions upon millions of dollars on him mm-hmm. with all these question marks. I just hope Same thing goes for the Colts. Yeah. But I feel like it makes a lot more sense for the Colts to sign him than the Jets. Put all your money on black, let's sort of say, saying, all right, we're going to put all our chips on Le'Veon Bell because that's the guy that can take us to the Super Bowl. If Le'Veon Bell goes to the Jets, are you really sitting there saying this is just a Super Bowl? If Le'Veon Bell signs with the Jets, do I think go? Not now. As of now, no. They're not a Super Bowl team, whether they get Le'Veon or not. But it's a getting Le'Veon's a great step. It's a oh, great it's, step. Oh, by far it's a great step, but is it a, the risk you're taking? And I feel like with a young team, you can take other risks in other areas depending mm-hmm. on your team. No, no, and I I agree with that. I hear. I I want. I hundred percent understand you. And honestly. I think Le'Veon is definitely a top priority, but the first thing the Jets need to do is clear up the offensive line. I mean, blow up the offensive line and just start from scratch. This offensive line, they, and they started. Spencer Long is now gone. He's in Buffalo. He's in Buffalo, signed a three-year contract. This offensive line is the number one priority because Sam Darnold has all the potential in the world to be the best quarterback in football for the next few years. You know, within the next few years, I mean. Number one step is to keep him upright and keep him healthy. So what do you need to do? Sure off that offensive line. You cannot have him take a beating. You can't. You can't Oof. have him take a beating. I disagree with you on him being the best. Maybe within one a f- of. Within a few years, he could be w- – that's what I mean, he I guess. Could he could be one of. of. Definitely. And I don't think he will be the best. Within a few I don't know. years, I though? feel like it's too early to tell on him. Yeah, that's my point. Within I a think f- a lot of people saw the flash of the pen of the Detroit game and already put all their chips on he's him being the next great, next great quarterback. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's way too early to tell. I know a lot of people love Sam Darnold. A lot of people think he is going to be the next top five quarterback in the NFL. But I don't know. He He's way too young right now.
I agree with you. Know, I agree. Way too early. I agree, but I, I agree. Hey, and on protection would be great. Anthony, let me ask you a question. Are you all in on Kofi Mania? <laughs> Listen, before I, before even, because I do want to talk wrestling before you guys go. I don't know what time go right, no, go right ahead, go right ahead. We got time. Um, the only thing I want to say with football is, I know you're doing your mock draft, Big Mike, mm-hmm. and oh my God, I'm so excited for what the Giants can do. Listen, I'm a Giants fan. I always want them to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I never want to see my team lose, even when it's like, all right, sucks, you got a higher draft pick. Deep down, I can't do that because I love seeing my team win. Right. But, oh, my God, is it so much fun right now. We can go ahead and trade Odell to the Patriots and get, like, a bountiful amount of picks. And <laughs> Russell Wilson wants to be a giant. And we might draft the quarterback with a sixth overall pick. Oh, let, my God, this is so much fun. Let, listen, let me tell you this, because I, I've done my some research I'm not big on this quarterback, these quarterbacks in this draft. Right. So I, I, I've had a feeling. I've said this. I forgot. I think I said this during our show when we did the NFC East team needs. Yeah. The Giants haven't had a good linebacker in forever. So Devin White out of LSU would be a nice fit there. Greedy Williams, a corner who could mm-hmm. go opposite Janoris Jenkins. I think that'd be really nice too at six. I don't love Dwayne Haskins like people love Dwayne Haskins. I just don't. Personally, like, I'm going to get killed for this because I know probably people who watch the show are on the station and they're going to kill me for this. <laughs> I Go for it. am okay with Eli Manning for one more year. It's kinda like, I agree with at you. At this point, yes. You guys, I don't know if you guys are like gamblers, right? But <laughs> I love my blackjack. And sure. I'm sitting here, and I have, I have like, a pretty good amount of money on, on my pod right now. And I'm thinking, like, all right, I have two Super Bowls. I could walk off the table right now, but I'm just that greedy guy where it's like, one more year. Do you, he so, can't, he can't, one more year. Do you hit on 16? Is that what you're telling me? You hit on 16? <laughs> what is the dealer have? Yeah. So, sounds like dealer you hit on 16. I double down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, but. I'm just super excited for the upcoming uh, NFL season, offseason, I should say. Um, but, yeah, no, Big Mike, I totally agree. I don't want them to get the quarterback to six overall pick. We have so much more needs. What about yeah. the Landon Collins thing yesterday? What did you think of that? What if, that was a crazy story that came out yesterday. What about Landon Collins? I was watching the Michael K show when it was on. I watched that whole thing unfold, and it was kind of cool to watch happen before my eyes. I think they're stupid to not franchise tag him. Um, but... I also think he hasn't produced in the last few years. Like he has, I think it was his rookie year or the second year in the league, when he was pretty much one of the best defensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, he hasn't shown me that ever since then. Mm-hmm. So giving him big, stupid amount of money I doesn't really, you know, show me. He should deserve that yeah. amount of money. Right. Yeah, if he did that year in and year out, sure, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, but he hasn't really shown me. So... And he hasn't really shown himself, so really, why not play on the franchise tag? Yeah, and you can work out the long-term deal afterwards. Mm-hmm. But Le'Veon Bell pretty much has killed this whole franchise tag thing. Because what do you, what do you show in the league? Oh, you got franchise tag, you don't like it? Just sit out. Exactly. Right, right, right. All right, Anthony, I'm sorry, I gotta let you go. We- wait, 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 hold on, oh, I got oh, one more. Okay, Are go. you all in on Kofi, Kofi Mania? Mania. Oh. Come on. Uh, all right, here, here's my prediction. I'm gonna give you a spoiler for my show on Sunday. Here's my prediction. I'm all in on Kofi Mania. I love Kofi Mania. I'm super excited for Kofi Mania. But, but we weren't talking about 
Kofi four weeks ago, so I don't think they're going to give him the title. Right. But they're going to give him a WrestleMania match. And that WrestleMania match is going to be against the man who betrays him at Backlash, and that man, his name, Big E Langston. Big E deserves a singles run. See, see I've been saying this, too. Big so E deserves a singles I'm happy with run. that. I would love to see that. Big E deserves a singles have run. You guys, have you guys seen the NXT spoiler tapings? Uh, uh, no. I saw I saw the one where Bailey and Sasha appeared on NXT. Have you seen the one for like three weeks from now? No. No, no, no. I am buying my NXT TakeOver ticket tomorrow because the NXT TakeOver main event, New York, WrestleMania weekend, was pretty much announced. Mm-hmm. And I'll, if you want, I'll give it to you, but I won't tell you how it happened. Okay. Ciampa versus Gargano. Oh, hmm. okay. I'll have, to check, no, I'll, I'll have to check it out because hmm. I did see uh, Velveteen Dream, I think, won, won the, the North, North NXT American North American chi- title. Ti- so child I'll, title. Check, I'll have to check that so out. They, they built this entire storyline, Triple H is a genius. Anthony, we got to let you go. Thank you for, thank you all all right, for calling you. in as always. Yep. All right, take it easy, man. That was our GOAT, our wrestling purist, our Giants fan, Anthony Carragher. But... Thank you very much for calling in, but sadly, that will come to the end of our journey here on Chalk Talk on this Thursday, February 21st. It's actually not that cold Thursday. It's actually yeah, it's warm out after yesterday's debacle mm-hmm. of weather. Yeah, it was bad, but yeah. we got to wrap this up. For me, Evan Mazza, for John Fogarty, who had to leave early, Big Mikey Rifkin, as always, on the sticks. This has been Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Coming up next, third and long with Maddie Caps. And Speedy Petey. Have a good day, guys. Peace. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.